in your ear. Podcast Network. We're just going right into it, Frank. This is Balls in Your Ear. I'm Josh, and with me as always is... Frank. Frank. And we're going to talk NBA basketball. Uh, What has happened, Frank? Fill us in since we last talked, which was early last week. We had a whole weekend and a whole week since then. We could just start with the the night we did uh, the last podcast. (laughs) I, st- I uh, stayed up. Yeah. I was excited I to watch. We're going to start uh, on that note, huh? <laughs> I was excited to watch Steph Curry, you know, do, do his oh, magic okay. <laughs> against uh, against the Denver Nuggets, who oh. I was just talking about how awesome I think they are, how I think they've uh-huh. got a well-rounded team, um, how I, I like the Aaron Gordon pickup, and, mm-hmm. you know, Jamal Murray is, is the guy who can really, you know, score in uh, – um, in you know, s- score in bunches, <laughs> get, you know, just get to the hole, get them buckets when they need it in the playoffs. Buckets. Like Jokic is, you know, the best all around player on the team. Yeah, and but he's not candidate. buckets. Right. But he's not buckets like Jamal Murray. Of course, that night near the very end of the game, you know, I'm enjoying watching Curry. I'm enjoying watching Jokic. Game's um, over. Game's basically over. It's like there's, uh, so this, so this is what's going on. Basically um, Murray was getting a few easy buckets when there were a couple minutes left. Like the Warriors kind of gave up. They weren't playing hard defense anymore mm-hmm. because they were, they thought they were up by enough and the game was over, but because they were letting guys just go into the lane and get some easy buckets. Suddenly it seemed like maybe with like a couple of threes and some steals, the nuggets could get back in. So Murray was still, still doing that. He was just going up, going up the court, taking it in and he was on his way to doing it again. I think it was, if, at least under two minutes, if not in the last minute of the game, he, he there's probably no real chance they're going to win. So it, it really sucks in hindsight because you're like, mm-hmm. he, he could have just been, they could have just take them out of the game, you know, down by nine or whatever it was with like two minutes to go. Just like, just give up. It's okay. Um, but he planted his, his leg to jump up and without any contact um, mm-hmm. on the leap, on the plant you saw, his knee buckle and he tore his ACL and he went down to the ground and it was, I mean, it was, it was awful. It was, it, it was, it was tough to see. I don't generally watch the injury videos if I don't see it live. If I see it live, mm-hmm. I'll watch like the replays for whatever reason and just like relive it like a horror movie. But if I'm not watching it live, like if I see a headline that's a, you know, when it said Jamal Murray ACL, I just, all I read the same thing I read, it was, it was no contact. And then I was like, all right, I'm not watching this video. He's out. Yeah, if I hadn't been watching it live, I I wouldn't have gone to click and like take a look at myself. But I saw it, and I was like, and of course I kept watching the replays. And at yeah. that point, they were just speculating on what might be wrong. And it, it, it looked like, it, and he wanted to get up and be taken off, you know, held by a guy on each side. Mm-hmm. But um, you could tell it was something he he shouldn't be walking on. Yeah, so he's gone. That's like that's yep. the shitty part. It was like with Clay too, and Durant, and all the like. Uh, these guys like, you know, it's one thing like LeBron being hurt. I wasn't like, Oh, LeBron's gone. I was just like, LeBron's going to go chill for a while and he'll be ready for the playoffs and we'll get LeBron back when it matters. And like, but this is like, Oh, well, Jamal Murray's just gone. He's, he's not a part of the season anymore. It's like the way, the way those injuries hit 
when it's the any of the CLs, the ACL, the MCL, right, Achilles, any of those like areas on the leg that just shuts you down and you're done. You just yeah. you're not coming back till next year. And and it's like you would be lucky to come back like halfway through next year, or right. and you know, you're not going to be 100. percent It's right. going to take you like six months to play your way back in, and that's as long as you don't hurt it again. It, it sucks. Right. So I mean, it's pretty tragic for the Nuggets, who are a title mm-hmm. contender. And we're really busy, um, active at the trade deadline, trying to really round out their team. They're going for um, it. They felt like they 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 they, they, th- they thought they could do it. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, I will say the good news for Denver is that they did pick up some of those pieces, mm-hmm. so they've got a little bit of wiggle room now. They yeah. they've they've got some room room for error or for not. They've got an opportunity to win games, you know, playing the right way, getting the ball around the guys, not having to rely on Jamal Murray or have, having like you know a thirty-two point or forty-point game in the playoffs yeah. to, you know to the, like bail you know, them out. The problem staring at him though is, and I'm looking at it right in front of me, is that if the season ended today, and granted the Nuggets have have held their own so far without Murray, they they haven't free falled. Um, but if the playoffs started today, they they're drawing the Lakers and a well-rested LeBron. You know, yeah. So the nu- and Anthony Davis. <coughs> yeah, the Nuggets have actually gone four and zero since that injury. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, they're still a good team. They're but they felt like a championship team. They did, and I mean, their guy's still on the rise. Though it's like you are seeing yeah. you're seeing Michael Porter Jr. develop into an all-star player before our eyes. He's buckets. He's he's buckets. His numbers have been great since the All Star break, and, and I see this momentum going in the playoffs. And I think next year he's going to be a twenty plus point scorer by next season. And um, and who else? And and who's the other guy? You know, Will Barton is developing mm-hmm. before yes. our eyes, and they rely on him some nights. So I think mm-hmm. they're 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 letting it go to these and young Gordon guys. Gordon can score. Gordon can score when he needs to too. He's not yeah. quite as like diverse a scorer as as certainly not Murray or even Porter. But uh, he, he can get you some buckets too. They're they're a good team. They were looking like a team that might be a great team uh, for after that tra- when when Gordon slid right in like that. Um, yeah, they were looking like they might be special, and it kind of sucks. But oh well. Yeah, they don't seem quite special anymore. And I, I know you're seeing the Lakers are there right now. I I still am counting on the Lakers to slide a little bit more in the standings and not get that not get that five seed. Well, it's getting tight now. There's like around 12 games left uh, for each team. And the Lakers are up three. And I know like on, on Portland. And, yeah. you know, I know. Well, and, and Dallas is right behind. So I actually think either Portland or Dallas or both of them could slot into the 5-6. I, I really think the Lakers are in danger of dropping into that seven-seed playing game. Um, I mean, from what I just heard, they just updated LeBron's injury status and they said it could be a couple more weeks for him um ad actually might be back earlier it's, po- it's possible ad might be back next week they're not going to be back at exactly lebron the same is time. not coming back till game one and it matters there's no way he, he, he's not but how many games is he going to play like two or three in the regular season right before the playoffs is that really enough time i don't think get- he's going to play any i think he's going to walk out on the court in game one fully refreshed and ready to go i i don't know but to have him and AD both get back, maybe play a few games or zero games going into the playoffs. Um, the team's 
becoming a different team without them. I mean, it's going to be a little awkward to put them back in there and they're not going to have their basketball conditioning down. I I would just say you're still putting the best player and like the third best player in the league back (laughs) on a team. That's already a pretty good team. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm just saying, I'm still not even writing off Denver, even without Jamal Murray against Lakers. Okay. But, but what, what would to me be an even bigger issue is if the Lakers drop down to six or seven, and they end up playing uh, like the Clippers in the first oh, round. That would be ugly. I want that. Now I the want that. <laughs> Clippers are hot. They're on a tear. Paul George has elevated his game. He's ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is doing his thing, you know, efficiently scoring. Nobody's um, traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's um, getting on an airplane for two weeks. And, Right, like, yeah. No, didn't they did? What, did they play last year? Or is it two years ago? They all they all played each other, the the LA teams. I thought they they met in the playoffs recently. I can't, I'm drawing a blank. Um, so speaking of the playoffs, you did a nice segue there. Tell me, Frank, and other people who are still a little bit confused by this, <laughs> what, what how is the play playing system going to work? So the seven and eight seeds are going to play each other. Whoever wins between the seven and eight seed gets the seven seed. That means the eight can become effectively the seven seed and play the two rather than the one right. if they win that playing game. Meanwhile, okay. the nine and the 10 play. The winner of the nine and the 10 plays the loser of the seven and eight. Oh. And then that winner gets the eight seed. I like it. I, I, I like it. I'm sorry. I, I know there's people who complain about like competitiveness, but there's too many games in the season anyway. Uh I like, I like, we're getting three extra games that matter. I'm not complaining. I like it's, it. It's pretty good. I mean, it's great for the fans, but so there've been guys like, like Luka Doncic most notably and, and Mark Cuban and Draymond Green were complaining about it recently about the, this whole system saying it's kind of unfair to the seventh seed. They, they play really hard all season. It's not like they're even getting the, the eighth seed. And, yeah. you know, what if they end up like a game behind the sixth seed and a bunch of games above the eighth seed, and yet they could be in a position where, and, and, and Luca brought this up. It's funny that he brought, he mentioned Steph Curry, right? Just as Steph Curry was starting this crazy 11-game right. tear. You're a, um, you're a Steph Curry hot streak away from losing your season exactly. in one game. And yeah. that was Luca's point. I get we it. Come, we, come, we get this hot team that barely made, barely made the playoffs and got this seed, and then that forces us to have to play two games just to get into the playoffs and beat one of the nine or the tens. Well, and then we're going to lose in, two games in a row. Well, and then, and then we're going in <laughs> worn out. Let's say they go one and one though. They, they lose, you know, Steph puts up 45 or 50 yeah. points, has this hot shooting night and all that work they did during the season puts them into this do or yeah. die game. And, and then they're tired going into playing, um, you know, like the Clippers or the Suns or the jazz. And it, so, I mean, I, but you I know what, Frank, playing, but you know what, like think about NFL, what what if you go? What if you win eleven games, but you're the wild card and you have to go and you and you have to go on the road, like you know? What if because the team ahead of you wins twelve, you're in the same division as the best team in football, but you're still really good and you win eleven games. Guess what? You know, there's a cutoff for everything, right? So in this case, don't be the seventh seed. Be the sixth seed. You know, play better. Yeah. Every game counts, right? No, I I know it gives them motivation, and that I I think that was one of the other complaints. Um, like from some players, it, 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 well, it's funny because from a fan's perspective, yeah, we're getting good basketball. We're getting guys playing harder now on more teams. Yeah. From the player's perspective, normally they'd be looking at the schedule. They'd be looking at where they're seated 
And they're thinking, where can I take a few games off and not affect our seed? Exactly. And now they're, they're all playing really hard. But the thing is, they're playing really hard in this COVID condensed season where they're having these back-to-backs and all these games. So it is really wearing on them. They're going to be pretty tired going into the playoffs. Right. Well, I think the correction for that is not to eliminate something that gives us more basketball that matters and more drama. But I think the solution is to not have so many fucking games. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I've, been, I've been dying on this hill for like two decades now. Like there's too many games. It's like, all right. I mean, they, they went down to 72 from 82, which, which is pretty cool. It makes, it makes more. It should be like 65 with two halves of the season or something like that. Yeah. I like, uh, uh, there's so many things like basketball is like two moves away from, from planning its seed against soccer going forward, like globally. And the main thing they need to do is add the all-star game rules to every game where like, there's a math equation that determines based at the, on the score at the end of the third quarter, what the score that wins the game is going to be. And then it's a race to that, to that you turn off the clock and you just play until, so whatever, say it's 83 to 79 at the end of the third quarter, the, the math equation goes, all right, first to 115 wins. And then you wow. just play out to 115. It eliminates hack and shack at the end of games. And it eliminates the fucking, exponentially growing amount of timeouts and commercials that we get at the end of basketball games that fucking suck the drama right out of it. Like no other sport. So just do that. Well, and, and, so, and it, but what, it fixes but then it. You're, then you're making it what? Like you're making it baseball then where you're just like waiting forever. No, you're eliminating, for extra innings. You're eliminating a strategy that works in the way the game is made, but destroys the game in the moment when you least want it destroyed. It destroys the flow of the game completely at the end of games and it fucking sucks. I want to see the game happen. You, you, you put a number of points that they have to get to and you turn the clock off. And, and and then what if, what if nobody's shooting? Well, what what if, what if it's the 2004 Pistons and these teams are great at defense? We're up for two two freaking hours for this fourth quarter to finish. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen because, um, no, they can't happen. And and they base it on like, you know, if it's the if it's like if you had a night where say like Steph and and Harden are going nuts against each other and both teams have scored 100 points by the end of the third quarter, it's going to be a higher total than if you're than if it's an 82 to 72 game at the end of the third quarter where it's maybe it'll say the first to 100 wins, but if it's right. 100 if it's 101 to 102 at the end of the fourth quarter, maybe it's first to 125 wins or 130 wins. Like they, they figured it out and both last two all-star games were super fun at the end of the game because of that. It worked really well. You eliminate the timeout and, I, and I'm tying this into eliminating tanking. Here's been my stance on tanking. Tanking is part of the game. It works. It's a strategy that works. It doesn't matter if we think it sucks and it destroys the competitive nature of the game. And like, you know, as pro Sam Hinky as I am, the Sixers sucked on purpose for five years. There's no doubt about that. They admitted it, right? Everybody, a lot of people do it. So they have to fix the lottery system so that tank, this playoff thing yeah, adds like two, new, two extra teams is one step. The, play, the playoff play-in makes... Uh, 10 teams playing right. hard at the end. Right. Minimum, 20 teams right? out of like Maybe 32. More. Right. Yeah. With the potential for more, if there's like right. a log jam down there, it adds drama and makes games matter. And then it also creates less teams that are going to be willing to tank because if you're, if you're the fucking Kings right now and you're, you're in 12th place, but you're, but you're whatever, like six games out of the playing game, 
maybe you're trying a lot harder than if you're 20 games out of the eighth seed. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm just like, I feel like it's such an easy fix uh, to, to fix these things. And then basketball would basically be flawless in terms of it, its product that it's put out there. Anyway, that's my rant. Yeah. Thank I mean, for, thank you for and, coming and, to my Ted talk, Frank. <laughs> and I guess some of these teams, I mean, yeah. So, well, you're, you're thinking of the Kings and you know, I, I like watching the Kings. They're, they're a fun young team. And, and I do like that. They're not just developing young talent, but they're kind of fighting for a shot to get into these, this playing game. Um, the, uh, the, the Washington Wizards have been playing great lately. Like, like there's yeah. something to play for. Yeah. Um, Cause Brody you know, balls, Brody's by buckets, man. He's about that life. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook, he's like, he, he's putting up some nice games. His triple doubles are actually meaning something right now, yeah. which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Bradley Beal is playing great and um, it's, it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see. They, they haven't given up on the season. So I, I mean, I guess from that perspective, um, yeah, I, I like that. And these are teams that are desperate because they've sucked for so long, you know? Yeah. So they, they want to show their fans something like at least give us hope with this playing game. Yeah. You're going to tell Bradley Beal and, and Russ that you're, you're tanking and they got chill. Like, no, because yeah. they're going to be like, don't even put me out there. Yeah. They can't do I'm, that. I'm out there to get buckets and play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like the wizards are wizards are in 10th right now. They're uh, so they're in the play in range, right? 10 they're, would get 10 gets at least one game to try and the win. Max. They have to win yeah. two in a row. Okay. So, yep. so they're, they're right in that. And they're a half a game ahead of the Raptors who I don't even know what to make of and the bulls who are still in it. And I'm still holding stock in the bulls, even with Levine hurt. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm buying some long-term stock on the bulls and I'm sitting on it for a year. I, we, for a year, because I'd be worried about the Raptors and the bulls, given the way the wizards have been lately um, yeah. sneaking up into the playoffs there. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So only th- I consider, only three teams in the East, just their seasons are done. That's Detroit, Orlando, and Cavaliers. And the Ca- and Orlando's known their season was done the second the trade deadline hit because they traded half their team. So I was watching them a little tonight, actually, and they're getting just trounced by the Pelicans. The Pelicans are a young team, and they looked like the savvy vet, like old heads at the gym, just fooling around with a bunch of kids that don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> against the <laughs> magic. Against the magic, yeah. yeah. And they were wearing these weird, like, orange creamsicle uniforms which i liked but it didn't look like the magic to me so i it kept thinking that i was watching like a college team scrimmaging like against the pelicans old tampa bay buccaneers colors <laughs> is that what you're talking about yeah basically <laughs> that's how i would describe it i was you know watching on my computer but that's what it looked like so only three teams in the east are out of it and in the west like same i mean the kings are basically out of it but you know they're they're five games out that's like they're still in miracle territory the thunder are done the timberwolves are done and the rockets are done so we're only we only have six teams in the whole league that are out and there's 12 yeah. games left it's great no that's um yeah that's that's, that's pretty cool it's um yeah. it, it does suck for for dallas if if, if they can't get that six seed um you know, win more games dallas position what win more games dallas yeah um boston has they've been on a tear lately which um, I think they're pulling themselves up out of that that playing game territory. They're in the sixth spot right now, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't know if I've, I've caught some Celtics games. And Tatum has been doing 
you know, not quite Curry level uh, brilliance over the last couple of weeks, but in a slightly quieter way has, has put up his own um, crazy numbers. Uh, he, he had a 40 something game and a 50 something yeah. point game. Um, but Jalen Brown Buckets. is, is still chipping in, um, you know, over right, 20 points Celtics. a game. Celtics. <laughs> I'm, I'm just they, saying, are, they are playing well. You, you, I think you put me on the spot last time and you're like, uh, cause they, they weren't playing so well. You're like, are they going to figure out a way? And I was like, I hesitantly was like, yeah, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to find a way they're going to, they're going to find a way to, to kind of get the offense flowing again. And I think they're just, they're letting it go to the hot hand on any given night. Um, sometimes it's Jalen Brown's night and that's, um, that's what you do in the playoffs though. Yeah. You ride who's hot. Um, uh, speaking of riding hot, the New York Knicks are smoking motherfuckers out there. I, I was watching Julius Randle, uh, one of the games over the weekend. He was just tearing it up. He, he looked like, like Giannis out there. He's just running point up and down the court, bombing threes. He hit like two or th- he hit like three threes in a row. And then he just took the, one of those like amazing, like, fuck it, I'm heaving this up. Cause if it goes in, it's on tonight shots. It did not go in, but, uh, he was he was balling. So is Derrick Rose. Yeah, who was who was who who uh, Randall was traded for? Um, how, how did he get to the Knicks? I'm trying. To he remember. was on the. He, he was on the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, he was on right? the Pelicans, and he got traded. Man, I don't remember. I I feel like I should know this. I think it was a it involved draft. It was like a draft pick kind of trade. Are you are you googling it right now? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look it up because I remember. Um, I love it. I love it though. Cause you know, I was, I was big on Julius Randle in college. I loved him. Uh, he was like my favorite player of that tournament that he played in and uh, his last one. And I just, and, and we're both big fans of the point forward, the athletic big man. who can run the, run the show. What, okay. You found it. Oh, he, yeah. He, he became a free agent. So oh. he became an unrestricted free agent after being with the Lakers and then one year with the Pelicans and he declined his second-year player option um, and became a free agent with the Pelicans. I, I didn't realize that. I thought he yeah. was – maybe it was that he was involved in so many trade rumors for a little while there. It sounded um, right to me also, yeah. so I didn't catch it. Um, but he, And I he, just love – go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm just – I remember he – it's like he seemed so, um, like, expendable, you know, to, to mm-hmm. the Pelicans at the time. Um and I guess they eventually did the, the AD thing. They got all those players back from the Lakers. Um, and they just, they just let Randall go. Um, I guess, yeah, he had a chance to become a free agent. That's Wait, that's did they get Randall and the AD trade also? Did they get Ingram and Randall and draft picks in that? No, Randall no. didn't come in, in a trade. He was, was separate. He was signed. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. going to say, because that would have been essentially a hell of a move. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I'm loving the Knicks. I'm also, oh, you know, I want to talk about Rose because he's just continues. I think I brought him up one of the last couple episodes where I was just watching him play this beautiful, like, totally aware Jedi-style basketball. Yeah. And it's great. I love watching a point guard who ages his game appropriately uh, because those are the guys that, like, know everything about the game, and right. including LeBron in that, honestly – uh, and he hasn't really had to age his game up yet, which is amazing. Um, the Sixers, uh, we should talk about the, the game last night uh, where the six, where Joel Embiid grabbed a missed free throw by Chris Paul. Well, first of all, the, the game was incredible. 
the Phoenix Sixers game was really good. Just, um, you know, chess playing basketball. Uh, Phoenix was a little healthier. Simmons didn't play. Right. Uh, Curry didn't, didn't play, play right? and Tobias didn't play. So, but you know, Embiid, you know, took it on himself. Like he's, he's supposed to be like, all right, you know, this is a game for me to win. Just like Seth would do. Uh, Steph, excuse me. <laughs> just like Steph yeah. would do. And, uh, and, but the problem was Steph did it also. And was just like ungodly in that game. Oh, I'm sorry. I just combined two games. The yeah. Steph no, Curry you're, game you're talking the, about when, when Steph destroyed the Sixers, the other right, day, he destroyed the Sixers, including his but own brother. <laughs> I started talking about the, the game against the Suns, where it was just like, but despite all those injuries, uh, people out, the Sixers really played really good defense and Embiid was on fire. And, um, you know, Booker did not have a great game, but had a lights out end of the game, like as the, the closer, uh, yeah. and our boy fan, you know, fan favorite of the show, Chris Paul was incredible but also uh some of the sixers kids stepped up thibel had a really good game i thought was just I, so i was gonna court. say tyrese maxi i enjoyed yeah. watching especially i i love watching that guy play mm-hmm. he is um he's like what Fultz was supposed to be but faster <laughs> he's just like fit. like a bu- he's buckets and he's gonna develop into something it's weird i was just thinking today um you he's, know he's i'm, I'm glad we didn't Darren trade Fox. those kids I, yeah. I think Max Max and Maxi basically kind of took over Darren Fox's spot in Kentucky, um, like a couple years after him. So mm-hmm. same same mold. Um, mm-hmm. He's fearless. Yeah. He's quick with the ball. He's got a little handle and he and he scores once he once he gets the feel for the NBA game in the next like year or two. I'm I, I was I'm actually like it might hurt the Sixers' chances this year that they didn't trade either of those guys or both of them to get like a stud in. But um, they're they're both so exciting to have on the court and young, and you can see the development in their game. Like uh, the Sixers are in good shape, man. I don't know that they'll win it because Brooklyn is just whatever the fuck Brooklyn is. But we should pivot to Brooklyn because Brooklyn um, is beating people still, not not full strength, and they're just hanging in, hanging around. Uh, are they going to be healthy? If they're healthy, if if Harden and Kyrie and and Durant are on the court at the same time, they're the best team in basketball, right? Yeah, I don't even know if they need all three, though, and that's a scary thing. That's scary. They've, how many games have they had all three? Is it like seven games? It's something ridiculous. Right, like and that. they put up 140 in like all of them. Like it was nothing. They're like, uh, you know, we saw what the Warriors did. <laughs> we saw that, and this is like, this is some other version of that, except with yeah. James Harden running the show instead of Draymond. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it is worth just saying again that Steph Curry has been – on a like incendiary tear through the league the last couple of weeks where he's just been like, he, he's that like, all right, I'm in the arena, which means I'm open and I can hit it from here. And he's just bombing shit. Yeah. He, um, uh, let's see. He, and he already had a, he had a 62 point game and a 57 point game earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But over this 11 game stretch recently, he always scored more, than 30 points. He had four games over 40, one 53-point game. And, and I added up his 78, 78 three-pointers over 11 games. That's more than seven threes a game, which yeah. for any guy, that's usually like a guy's best three-point shooting night in their career. Yeah. And he's just doing it every night. Tell me tell me what shot Steph Curry takes that's a bad shot for you. <laughs> There's none, right? There's no shot that you're like, if Steph started just shooting from half court, you'd be like, that's eh, probably still a pretty good high percentage shot for him. It'd be fine. Just, just go ahead. Maybe full court shots. I wouldn't want Steph taking like on the reg. So that's about yeah. it. Um, and oh, and that was the slide to the, uh, I forgot about that. 
the the full court shot from Joel Embiid. That's what started me on this. Um, just one of the most amazing, like, didn't go in shots I've ever seen when he, he, so Chris Paul misses the free throw that ices the game to put it up by four, less than a second on the clock. And Bead shoves one of the sons out of the way, grabs the ball with his other hand, and in the same motion, just like flings it down the court. And it, it bounced right off the backboard, square as you can imagine, uh, but with like the speed of a rocket. And it hit like halfway down the bucket, would you say? It was like all but in the bucket and yeah. then shot back out and didn't win but uh it was awesome uh but like you said we're seeing it's funny the the suns and the sixers play that amazing game the suns are the road team and then they're both playing the next night it's 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 ridiculous it could be it could be an nba finals preview there you you hope sun sixers everybody healthy i think the nets are the most are the team that i'm most afraid of they're the sixers to me could go toe-to-toe with every other team in the league at their best if the sixers are also healthy not a problem the Nets are the team that it's like, I don't know, man. Like, are we just going to drop like like a, a video game team in the middle of the NBA playoffs just to see what happens? It, it feels like it's a cheat code a little bit if they're if they're all healthy. So, what's the deal with Ben Simmons? He has this. All they say is non COVID illness the last few games. Like, I mean, I what's got the clap? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like food poisoning. Then, if it really is non COVID, I'm. It's probably, he probably ate something. That's yeah. what it's got to be, right? He's got the shits. He's got to sit and, out. And Tobi- Tobias was back playing tonight. I thought he was going to be out longer um, with a with a knee like a knee problem. But uh, I, I mean, he he's came still back playing tonight. really well. He had a lot of hype beginning of the year, and uh, you know, it died off. But he hasn't stopped playing at that level. He's had a really, really good year. Uh, good job, Tobias Harris. Yeah, I, um, I just think the Sixers, unlike Denver, can't afford um, an injury loss to a key player, and, and no. they need. But who can? Yeah, you know, it's, I think, I think some other teams can, but as much as I, I like rag on, on Ben Simmons, um, you know, for his offensive shortcomings, um, they, they need him. I mean, they need to bias offensively. They need Ben Simmons for all the other stuff he does on the court defensively. Yeah. Um, he's been incredible defensively, even yeah. more so late. He's really determined. Uh, I think, he, I think him and Jojo hate Rudy Gobert a lot. For whatever reason, I think they both hate him. So they both really want to steal the defensive player of the year award from him, which he always gets, as he should, yeah. because you know that that Rudy Gobert is is what he is because he completely destroys the paint. Um, tell me about speaking of buckets. What? How many players would you be more scared of in a single elimination game in the league? Are there than Jimmy Butler? Like Jimmy Butler could have had the worst game of his life in Game Six, but if it's Game Seven. You're still like fuck. Jimmy Buckets is coming tonight, and it's happening. I, can't, I think th- there's not too many guys. Steph, Durant, maybe. Yeah, um, uh, Bron. I think I'm I'm more scared of Jimmy Buckets than Giannis in a game seven. Is that weird? Um. Yeah, that means it's weird. If you're thinking about it, that means yeah, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> just cause, just because Giannis is. Is he's he's the Greek freak? It's like you, I love you can buckets, though. you can never you you can never rest with uh, with Giannis out there. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's too easy for him sometimes compared to a guy. Uh, I'd say That's a fair. couple a couple other guys who are capable of like they they could have an off game or two in the playoffs and then just erupt the next game. Um, Jason Tatum and Paul yep. George, both mm-hmm. of them. It's like playoff P. We're gonna they, see some yeah, playoff P this year. Yeah, I mean. Those are guys who can just 
erupt at any time. And, um, and, and I'd be, I mean, I'd be scared of them. You think you have them contained a little bit and maybe slow for a few games, just not shooting well. And then they just start knocking down their threes and suddenly everything's great again. So I can't wait. I can't wait to play. I saw some ridiculous stat that said uh, LeBron has still played more games than Embiid this year, even though LeBron hasn't played in like over a month. Wow. <laughs> I don't like think it's going to end up that way, you know, after the next no, probably not. week or so, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Lakers are barely playing 500 ball without not even with LeBron and without AD they're they've only been around 500 and without both of them, they're still around 500. So I, I don't know. I just, I think they're in danger of dropping and, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. I know they, they just won it last year and, and you're talking LeBron and AD, but uh, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely liking the Clippers chances uh, better. I right still now. have not watched the Clippers this year. I'm just, <laughs> this is just going to be my thing the whole year. I will not have watched them at all. I, I I'm pretty sure I've watched every other team in the league and that includes the Pistons and the magic. <laughs> oh no, I haven't watched the thunder. Weirdly. I somehow haven't watched the thunder. Uh, or the Rockets. I'm probably not going to watch the Rockets. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to watch the. Thunder. No, I might have watched the Rockets actually. I think they played. I watched them play the Sixers, and it was awful. Uh, but yeah, so for whatever reason, the Clippers. I've not watched the Clippers play any basketball. I've watched like highlights, but I haven't like actually sat and watched them play as a team. For a game. I feel like I know you're talking about how hot the Knicks are lately. I feel like I've I've hardly watched the Knicks. I mean, I've seen highlights, so I know I'm like, yeah, Julius Randle's having a great season, and R.J. Barrett is. He's starting like to play. surprising me. <laughs> yeah. He's starting, you know what he's starting to do? He's starting to shoot confidently. Like, I don't mean like he always make. he's like making shots necessarily in a way that, I mean, he's making shots, he's making better shots than he's making more shots. If that makes sense. Like he just looks confident when he shoots. Uh, he's, he seems to know that there's going to be a shot there a little quicker than it looked like before. And uh, I just like, you know, I'm a point guard and power forward kind of guy. And yeah. the Knicks are the Knicks have old man Derrick Rose and and young buck Julius Randle and I love it. It's fun. Yeah, and I guess it's because you have a guy like Julius Randle doing what he is mm-hmm. doing down low that is allowing RJ Barrett to have a little more space. Um, Randle's playing know. a little bit like Giannis though. He's like bringing the ball up the court. He's attacking yeah. from the top of the key. He's not just like floating up out right. to the wings or shooting like the Embiid style threes. He's he's balling out there. He's playing guard basically yeah on offense yeah i mean he's he's not he doesn't um you know camp out down low like as much as zion williamson he's he's right. a lot more active um <laughs> yeah from from the top of the top of the key we've criminally under talked zion on this podcast and and before we go i just want to say he's awesome like we don't we, we haven't i feel like it's too easy to say because he had so much hype coming in and it's just like yeah zion like he's a single name athlete already um but he is so much fun to watch just like I, I, I remember I compared him to Barkley and I just keep seeing that. He's just this, like, you, you can't believe that he's moving like that right. for how he's built. And, and he's got a knack for the ball. He like, and he slams into rebounds, like, like, like the way Rodman used to, where he would just like put his body in this position, except he's twice the size of Rodman hitting these people. It's awesome. I love him. Yeah. I mean, the fear with Zion for people, Coming out of college was always like people like, well, his, his body's going to wear down. You know, he's got he's got too no. much weight on those <laughs> knees, and and he he plays so hard, it's just right. going to be like hard on his body. And a mm-hmm. guy, you know, that height, like that's not what the NBA is anymore. But um, I mean, I'm glad so far he's he's proven them wrong, and he plays a little guardish out there sometimes. They they do these like high pick and rolls out there with him, 
with him as the ball carrier, ball handler. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Stan, Stan looks good out there. Uh, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. We're like a couple weeks away now. We're right on top of it. It's going to be great. Yeah, 12 I, games-ish about per team. We're in the mid yeah. late 50s for games. So we're getting there. I'm excited. Um, cool. Any topics that we missed that you are that are uh, itching away at you? No, not not really. I just I just can't wait to see some of these matchups. I mean, think about like if the standings stay how they are right now in the East. I'm mm-hmm. looking at like three six matchup would be the Bucks versus the Celtics. I mean, yep, that'd be that fun. Would, that would be awesome. And and, and I actually like that because those are, those are teams with um you know some recent playoff experience because that would leave the Knicks first the Hawks at four yes. or five. Mm-hmm. So then you put those inexperienced young, the young teams, teams there. Yeah. yeah. That, that then, would be fun. Yeah. And, it's and then like you get, then you feel. got, then you got Miami. I would say I, I I'm leaning towards Miami and, and the Hornets still making, especially with, with ball coming back for the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get, you know, the Sixers, Sixers Hornets would, would probably be the least like entertaining for the general basketball fan. If, I feel like the Sixers would probably manhandle the Hornets. So but that the would be heat, good for the Sixers. The Heat versus a Nets team, if the Nets aren't like nah. put together, I know, but that's that's exactly yeah. the kind of matchup yeah. that could that could like ruin the Nets. If if so I, I'm more afraid of the Heat if I'm the Sixers than if I'm the Nets right now. If I'm the Sixers, oh, I yeah. really I really want to not face the Heat in the first round. <laughs> um, You're probably right about that. Yeah. Uh think about Jimmy Buckets. Think about his you know, like, yeah, Philly, like you wish you had me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Along with those, you know, three-point shooters, uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. And I know, I don't know. Hero has not been good this year, though. He hasn't. And I remember earlier in the year, I said I like Duncan Robinson better. And there yeah, were you I did. Know teams were trying to trade for for one of those guys, and, and they didn't want to give up Hero. And mm-hmm. um, I, I I was thinking that uh, I'd give up Hero and keep Robinson. And so far, it's, it's looked that way. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe t- maybe playoff hero will yeah. be back. All right, Frank. Uh, good talk. Good pod. And uh, there's gonna the, we did this Thursday night. There'll be some exciting basketball coming up this weekend. Uh, everybody out there, thanks for listening. Frank, say good night. All right. Thanks for listening. Good night. Network.